you. What's done with that? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to FarsideTV.com. You are listening to Side Life Radio. As always, I am your host, Adisa, the Bishop of Hip Hop, a.k.a. the Black Dragon of the West Side, a.k.a. Zatoichi, a.k.a. the South Bay Shogun, a.k.a. the Iron Hook Assassin. Yeah, I mean, welcome to the show, man. How y'all feeling? How y'all living? Bishop Chronicles is the world's first podcast giving you West Coast perspectives on hip-hop, MMA, and health and fitness trends. Ain't nobody out there lacing your cranium with this here vibranium like your boy, that would be me, the Bishop. So thank you for taking the time to listen today. If this is your first time listening, understand, for you, this may not be the best thing. Oh, but it's sure enough, it's the West thing. You that eep. you got to get all the that's the church that's the church eep. so yo take a seat relax man this is g-funk you know what i'm saying this is khaki's crease man this is we laid back man we looking at that sunset you know what i'm saying we got the grill out you know what i'm saying we about to chill out you know what i'm saying this is bishop chronicles baby this is bishop chronicles we chilling i am super happy right now I'm super happy right now because Bishop Chronicles is the number one old school hip hop podcast on Mixcloud. That ain't no accident. That's because of you. So I thank you. I am supremely grateful for your kindness. I am supremely grateful for sharing. What do I always say? If you like this episode, if you like any episode, just take one episode and pass it to the left. You know what I'm talking about? Puff, puff, pass, player. Pass it over. Let somebody vibe out. And then they pass it on. And so on and so on and so on. That's an old ad. You have to be hella old to even remember that. But listen, I hope you're having a fantastic day. Um, I hope this is a dope week for you. So please do me a favor. You know, uh, if you haven't subscribed, if you if you don't get down on Mixcloud, I need you to subscribe on iTunes or... I need you to subscribe on Spotify. If you get down on Mixcloud or iTunes, I need you to leave a cool comment. Be like, yo, this is a dope show. I need that help. You know what I'm saying? I don't ask for much. Help your boy out. If my voice sounds a little weird in this episode, it's because I've been screaming all day. I was at Jiu-Jitsu by the Bay. Not only did I compete, but I actually had uh, a lot of the students from Zaytuna College compete and... They pretty much all did amazing. Even the ones who didn't win were doing amazing. And I want to shout out Sergio Silva for throwing jujitsu by the bay. I competed as well. I had three matches against one guy. The first I won by Ezekiel Choke from half guard. Then I had a second that was lost on points. And then I had a third. There was a questionable call. As we were going out of bounds, they had to reset the position. And when they reset the position, I ended up uh, in a choke, which 
the position going out of bounds, it, w- it wasn't the same position. But you know what? I ain't John Macaron, dog. I don't act a fool with the ref, da-da-da, whatever, dog. I'm just trying to enjoy myself. I'm just trying to kick it. I'm just trying to express my jujitsu. And I did that. I did that. And it was dope. And so I, I, w- I want to shout out my opponent, Troy Wilkes. Great work. Great work. I appreciate you. You improved me. Thank you for improving me. You know, I love jujitsu and I love the family element of jujitsu tournaments. If you've never been to one, you should go because it's not like a fight club, man. It's like a dope family event. Plus, I had an acai bowl. If you ain't eating acai, your whole life is questionable. It was chill, though. It was at Hayward High School. I was getting cornered by my man, my mellow Wes. You thought I was going to say West Side on. It's just Wes. That's my homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Him and his son, Jay, came to corner the OG, and it was beautiful. So shout out to Wes for his support. You know what I'm saying? Also, always remember that if you ever want to talk to the OG directly, just go on to Instagram, at Real Hip Hop Chess, all one word. At Real Hip Hop Chess, all one word. I follow back. I respond. You're trying to build. You're trying to do something. Holla at a scholar. That's what you do. Holla at a scholar. You know what I mean? I want to thank a lot of you too. I got really amazing feedback from our last episode, which was about Syria. And I interviewed a Syrian rap artist by the name of Fam. If you haven't listened to that last episode, you should check it out. It's pretty powerful stuff. I learned a lot. And I thought it was crazy because, man... Christchurch, huh? New Zealand. You know, so I want to talk about that a little bit. Just because, you know, Islam is a big topic in the world right now, right? Especially this weekend. And I want to encourage those trying to learn more about Islam on a global scale to... Go to bishopchronicles.com, and there's a show I did on Charlie Hebdo. I don't know if you remember, there were some issues going on in Paris, and there were some ugly shootings, and I talked about Islam and the history of Islam in France and all the little cultural nuances that impact France, the way that France sees Muslims, okay? And so... Give give that give that episode a listen. And I think you'll learn some things that may or may not resonate with you when you look at what's happening in Christchurch. And you know, I think America is one of in one of its ugliest stages in a long time. You know, if you do the research, man, anti-Semitism on the rise. Islamic Islamophobia is on the rise. It's a very tough time in America and we need to be doing more to unite people of all faiths and people of no faith, people of questionable faith because the only thing really that shocked me about what happened in New Zealand is that it happened happened in America first. That's the only thing So we're going to talk about that in depth today. As always, I have to give my heartbeat props. You know, 
I really try to make sure that that's a dedicated part of the show. Heartbeat props are where we give props to people who do amazing things and explain why. Okay? And we do it to encourage you to reach out to three people that you know, call them up for five, ten minutes, and just tell them not just that you appreciate them, but tell them why. Tell them why. Okay? Be specific. Let them feel that gratitude from an authentic place within you. So for Heartbeat Props, I'm going to start with my man Emil Fisher. On IG, you can catch him at Emil Fisher BJJ from Jiu-Jitsu Times. He did an amazing story on Hip Hop Chess Federation. He interviewed me about my thoughts on the connections between chess and Jiu-Jitsu and life and hip hop. It was a really well done piece and I appreciated it. You know what I'm saying? It came at a really good time because... The org is doing well right now. You know, my students at Zaytuna are doing well. My students at the UFC gym are doing well. And I feel great. And so shout out to Emil, you know? And my man, side name on IG. S-I-D-E name on IG. Follow him. That was a dude who was cornering the OG today. Super thankful. He's an amazing artist and an amazing tech dude. You should you should holler at him. I want to give a shout out to the OG homie Omar. I'm not gonna give his IG because he's low pro. He doesn't. That's not even his style. You know what I'm saying? For being a great friend to me and keeping me spiritually strong and, and and keeping my mind right in times when I doubt myself. I appreciate you. And then my man Kodak Chrome three by five on IG. That's my real partner from ATL. Okay, the Kodak is with a K in the front and the back. And a three by five is the number three X five. He's dope. He does a lot of cool stuff. So if you if if you from or around ATL, or you got partners in ATL or you, you plan to go to the ATL, look up Kodak Chrome. Dope dude on IG. Finally. Billy Ray, a.k.a. Megatron BRC on IG. This dude, I've been knowing him since I was four years old. A bunch of years ago, I go to my first tournament. He was there. I hadn't seen him in years. And we've been stayed in tune ever since, man. Billy Ray, dog. In the Bay Area jiu-jitsu scene, hella people know this dude. And you know what? You've already seen his work and you don't even know it. You ever seen The Avengers? You ever seen uh, The Mutant Ninja Turtles? He was Shredder. Remember when Shredder is at the top of the thing? He does a lot of that motion capture stuff at Lucasfilm, bro. Billy Ray's real. And he's been the Hulk in The Avengers. Man, he's dope. And uh, yeah, he's an, he's an amazing artist too. He's got a lot of different skills. Plus, he's a sick ass black belt in jujitsu. So, very dope. Now, before we get back to the situation in New Zealand, I did want to talk about something that was music related because it's important. And it's a it's an article that recently ran about Apple. You know, they do like the the today at Apple events. They don't pay their artists. They don't pay the people who come through and do these panels. They don't pay the people. And there was an interesting article, and I, I'm sorry for not saying where it first ran right now. I, I, I didn't make a note of it, but it was a good article. And it was really talking about this issue of 
big ass corporations with hella money, you know, getting information and cultural clout off the backs of independent artists, especially in the Bay. Man, rents are so expensive. Equipment is so expensive. And I have to say a few things because I'm speaking as an insider, so I want to speak with full disclosure. I've spoken at Apple like twice. And what Apple does is they give you gear. And you know what? As an artist, as an educator, I need that gear. So this was a delicate, weird conversation to be having with myself, (laughs) right? Because there's two realities. One is that Apple has more money than the whole nation for real. Apple has a ton of money. Two, a lot of these artists, but especially artists of color, be they black, Asian, Latino, whatever, But anybody that comes and speaks through there, they should get paid. I believe that anybody who speaks at Apple should get $1,000 per talk. That is not going to hurt Apple's bottom line on a national scale. I refuse to believe that. And part of the reason that I really feel this way is because, you know, San Francisco, the Bay is being totally gentrified, right? And so you have situations where The artist comes in, brings all these gentrifiers out who then buy more Apple gear because they can afford it. But then the artist, the teacher, the educator, the philosopher who brings their ideas that bring the gentrifiers out, they get product, but they're not really able to pay their rent. They're not really able to pay some bills. That's not fair. And I say that Loving my gear, right? Because, you know, part of this is as an educator and a writer, so I guess that makes me an artist on a super low level. Like, I'm glad I got this gear. I am not ungrateful. But what we have to do is we have to start looking at organizations, especially when it comes to like communities dealing with like art and culture. We need to say, if a corporation does something good, that's cool, right? Like, like I got a sick-ass iPad. I ain't lying. You know what I'm saying? Got an Apple Watch. I ain't lying. But now, $1,000 wouldn't have hurt me either. Rent is not easy. It never is. And I have to say that these Apple, you know, today at Apple events are amazing. But it's about not just that they gave you an iPad or whatever, but that, what could they have done? It's not what they did, it's about the potential. And there is a huge potential for Apple to simply do more for independent artists. Think about this right now. They got Dre at Apple, right, with Beats. Right now, there is a new Dr. Dre trying to make Beats on substandard, Beat machines. He can't afford what Apple has. Right? He doesn't have access. And what are we going to do for him? Even if he comes to see me or or, or a local rapper or a, a local journalist, break stuff down, all you can do 
is come in and window shop and dip because he's broke. Now, if they say, hey, man, you want to come talk at Apple? Young might be the next Dre. Of course he's going to do it. He needs new beat machines. He needs new software. He needs whatever, right? But what if you could help his life with $1,000? Make it easier for his moms. We have to think better. We have to do better by artists, all these corporations, because it's simply not fair. And it's not that, you know, I don't appreciate what was done, but I know that Apple can do more. And there's always this like, always giving the least to the people who give the most on the culture side. Apple, I'd like you to do better. I appreciate what you've done to a large degree. And I'd be such a hypocrite if I said that I wasn't. But I know that you know you can do better. And I would like to see that. Not from a I'm demanding, but you should demand it. Because of the money that you make off so many amazing artists, many of whom are black. Many of whom are Latino, many of whom come from really tough areas and all kinds of minorities. They love your products. So show love back in a, in a, in a greater, more deeper, authentic way. Because you can. All right. Now, moving forward, what have I been up to on a more personal note? Uh, what have I been eating? What have you been eating? Are you eating good? Like, we just did the whole, like, we're starting the new year. Da, da, da. I'm eating great right now. I can't front. I'm almost a vegetarian. I don't think I can do the vegan thing yet. But I've been eating mainly, like, veggie burritos, papayas. I squeeze lime on the papayas. I don't really like papayas. But I like them if I squeeze lime all over them. And they're really good for you. If you think that you're eating good, if you ain't eating papayas as often as possible, you're probably not eating as good as you could. For real. Like, you can even grind up the seeds, man. Ridiculous health. Anyway, also, man, there's this company. I think it's called, they've got a weird name. I'm Don't hate me. Like, I think they're called like dry water or something like that. But they make lavender water and cucumber water. Oh, hella good. If you go on my IG, you can see some pics of it. Um, I'm eating meat like every other day or sometimes even more spaced out. So I'm happy about that. I'm lean. I feel good, real strong. Right now, I'm drinking Ti Kuan Yin mixed with green tea. I put a little MCT oil in there and lemon. And I've been doing lemon skin shavings in my tea. Now check it out. Lemon peels help rid the body of carcinogenic elements. Uh, they consist of components known as salvatrol, salvatrol, Q40, and limonene, which are known to fight against cancerous cells in the body. Also, the flavonoids present in the peel are known to be effective when it comes to curbing the division of cancerous cells. Therefore, consumption of lemon peel is known to be a preventative measure against the development of many various types of cancers, including breast cancer, colon cancer, and skin cancer. There was one study that revealed that consumption of hot tea with lemon peel has proved to be beneficial in preventing the development of cancer cells. That's powerful stuff, man. So I take a little, <clears throat> I take a little like a cheese grater kind of thing and I just grind a little bit up and put it in because lemon peel can be super bitter. Also, it says that consuming lemon peels helps prevent osteoporosis 
rheumatoid arthritis, in, inflammatory polyarthritis, and other bone conditions. So like seriously, when you take your tea, squeeze some lemon juice in there and just scrape a little bit of the shavings off, man. It's a big deal. Uh, what am I listening to these days? I'm listening to, uh, is it Norman Connor who does Starship? Come on, bro. I'm going old school. I'm in a lovey-dovey mood right now. Distant Lover, the live version by Marvin Gaye. Now, listen, I'm not hating on the new, new, new generation, bro, and your singers. I'm not. I'm not. But you tell me what modern artist could sing live and get the response that Marvin Gaye got. Could give the performance and get the response. Plus, man, I've been playing like Tupac, man. I keep seeing the faces of some of my dead homies. I think it's because I'm working on this book. But like, y'all remember Tupac's In the Late Night, produced by uh, DJ Quick? If you ain't never really listened to that, you don't know nothing about the West Coast. I just love playing it, especially now that the sun is out. Ooh. So happy that the sun is out, you know? And so I also been playing, remember that DJ Vlad song that when he remixed some lyrics by Tupac called Revolution? That is my favorite all out rap by Tupac that I think embodies all of who he really was when I knew him. Listen to Revolution by Tupac, DJ Vlad. Green Lantern and Dirty Harry. There was a mixtape called Rap Phenomenon. She listened to that whole thing, but Revolution's ridiculous. Also, the other day was Sean Price's birthday. If you don't listen to Sean Price, I'm kicking you clean in the neck two times. Mainly, I like Boombaye and Haram. But any Mike Tyson, that whole album, ridiculous. Rest in peace, Sean Price. And don't let nobody ever tell you because I love the West that I hate fools on the East. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the whole Duck Down family. You know what I mean? Uh, for real though, I love all hip hop. I don't care where the region is, like at all. But Sean Price, he was one of the greatest to ever do it. You know what I mean? Um, I'll tell you what caught me off guard the other day. Farside TV between playing Bishop Chronicles Man, they had this sick funk mix that blew me away, like, so much. I was sending the link out to all my homies, like, yo, you need to listen to this right now. Man, listen, you really don't know nothing about the West if you're not really vibing with OG funk records, man. And uh, Booty Brown Player, you did your thing. I plan on listening to that all the time, dog. (laughs) What it represents culturally, man. For real. Ridiculous. What am I watching? Back to cartoons, player. Um, Chowder, regular show, codename Kids Next Door. Love it. What am I reading? Still the Essential Roomie by Coleman Barks. You know, that's a hard book to read because it's really beautiful. And I've already told you how much I love this book. But like, it keeps breaking my heart open. Little by little. I've already talked to you about the importance of timing. Not just that you read a book, but that you read it at the right time. And man, this book is just in my life at the right time. So I want to just talk about, you know, the 
New Zealand Christchurch massacre, 50 dead. It was 49 originally. There's 50 totally. Um, heartbreaking, man. I cried hard. I had a very hard day at work. And I'm tired of all this death. It's always going to be around because people live, people die. But but this way, it, it you know, it doesn't have to be this way. You know, Michael Skolnick noted that the Christchurch Mosque was shot up by a white supremacist. The Tree of Life Synagogue by a white supremacist. Mother Emanuel AME Church, white supremacist. Oak Creek Sikh Temple, white supremacist. Overland Jewish Park Center, I'm sorry, Overland Park Jewish Center, white supremacist. Islamic Center of Quebec City, shot up by a white supremacist. How much longer are we going to stop When, rather, are we going to stop pretending that white men right now and for a long time have been extremely dangerous to people outside their culture? And this is not a blanket statement, you know, plus the Charleston. Remember Charleston? Come on, man. They bought that dude Burger King before they took him in. I wonder if they took Rodney King for Burger King. I bet they didn't. You know? It's very painful. It's a hard thing for me to stomach. Truly. Because I'm a lover of nonviolence. If you know anything about me, you know. I've been pushing nonviolence for at least 12, 13 years now. One of the things that my dad noted was that the NRA on their website, they are not encouraging American Muslims to loke up and arm themselves as is their right as an American. Why is that? <laughs> Look up Karis one. The media coverage has been hella shady. You know, more proof of white supremacy, Right. And understand, like, white supremacy is a system. I'm not going to debate it with you. I'm asking you to go look it up. Look up this, this man's name. Neely, with two E's, Neely Fuller Jr. wrote an amazing textbook and workbook on white supremacy. He discovered the system, how it works, and it's proof. You know? It's very powerful stuff here. You know, and like you might say, oh, you know, you're overdoing it, D's. First of all, this isn't a blanket condemnation of white people at all. I'm talking about a system. Because sometimes even white people are victims of white supremacy. Like, for instance, when you have a president who doesn't know what he's talking about and feeds misinformation to millions of white people who then believe it, follow it, even to the point of, they become extremists. Have you looked up this whole thing on bikers for Trump? Are you listening? It's a dangerous time right now in America. You know, a lot of white men are feeling threatened and they're taking it out on innocent people all the time. And we're not having the conversation. 
The media coverage, hella shady. You know, I think it was the the Daily Mirror in the UK. One of these, one of these UK things was like, look at this angelic blonde boy. How did he become what? Angelic blonde? What are you talking about? Stop trying to make this dude like he was an angel, man. You don't ever see that about other people that aren't white. They always, oh, he's mentally ill. That's a form of white supremacy. The illness is white supremacy itself. That makes it so, I mean, a lot of those tabloids in the UK just can't be trusted. But that also doesn't mean that there aren't, you know, real news outlets in the UK. Of course there are. What I'm saying is, at the end of the day, anytime you see when a white man been shooting something up and they start talking about mental illness, that's denial, dog. That's denial. Y'all wildin'. Talk to your people, bruh. Y'all wild and talk to your people, bruh. It's not cool. You know, in the Quran, it says that if you kill one person, it's as if you killed all humanity. So as a Muslim, I'm always conflicted when I see Muslims doing insane stuff because I'm like, are we reading the same book, player? You know, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said that if any Muslim walks with an oppressor knowing that they are an oppressor, that they have left Islam, that they are no longer in Islam. And so as an American, and I've said this before, as an American Muslim, right? Al-Qaeda, ISIS, whatever else is out there, whatever terror orgs or extreme orgs, I don't roll with them. I don't co-sign them because they're an oppressor. Oppression is not an innate part of Islam. But you wouldn't know that looking at so many of these corrupt governments and dictatorships and everything else. But really, it's not supposed to be the way it is. And then I look at this country and the things that we do in the name of freedom, justice, and democracy abroad, droning, all kind of stuff. Allowing what's happened in Syria to go on, allowing what's happening in Afghanistan. You know, the way that America co-signs a bunch of sick dictators who kill journalists. It's not okay. And so what am I supposed to do as a Muslim then? I can't, <laughs> I can't walk with ISIS. I can't really walk with America, can I? Can I for real? This stuff is tough, man. This is stuff that keeps me up at night. So, in closing, this is a short episode, man. I'm not doing a lot on this episode because I'm emotionally exhausted. On top of everything else, I still got to do it my real life, bro. My day-to-day, you know? But I want to I want to give you guys some resources about Islam, okay? There's a book called People of the Book by Zachary Carabell. It's about how Muslims, Christians, and Jews have not always hated on each other and killed each other. It's an amazing book about intercultural communication and a lot of positive stuff that happened between Christians, Muslims, and Jews in the Middle Ages that people who want to control others 
and how they see others have neglected. Zachary Carabell, people of the book, go on Amazon, buy that right now. All right. Golden Age of the Moor by Dr. Ivan Van Sertema. This book came out a long time ago, but what it outlines is the role that Muslims played in civilizing Europe. For real. Did y'all know the bagpipes are a Muslim instrument? They're not native, bruh, to Europe. Come on, man. You know when you have like a several course meal? That's a Muslim invention. I'm not even going to get into the preservation of Greek philosophy by the Moors. Not even going to get into the role of Moors in music, Muslim music, poetry, science, medicine, soap. Come on, man. Golden Age of the Moor by Dr. Ivan Van Sertema, right? Also, the autobiography of Malcolm X, if you want to look at it through an American lens. The autobiography of Malcolm X is one of the most underread books ever. It should be mandatory reading, period, in high school. But it won't be. And then finally, there's a great, there was a great documentary on Islam. Two documentaries I'm going to share with you right now. Legacy of a Prophet, which aired on, on PBS. And you really want to get your brain twisted, boy? You go on YouTube, you pull up The Power of Nightmares. It was originally on the BBC. The Power of Nightmares. Yeah. How deep is it? I'll tell you how deep it is. It's so deep, you'll see Ronald Reagan big up the Taliban. Oh, yeah. Say I'm lying. Put money on it, huh? Ronald Reagan big ups the Taliban. You don't know your history. I know my history. Or maybe you do know your history. Maybe you're ignoring it. I don't know. Listen. I love all y'all. I value you as listeners. I value you as human beings, man. I don't care how you pray. I don't care who you love. I'm a chill person, man. I love all races. Respect everybody, man. We have got to do better. We have got to embrace nonviolence. We have got to understand that this way of living, this violence, it's too much, man. Now, some of us can blame the NRA. Some of us can blame video games. Some of us can blame broken families. Some of us can blame poverty. Some of us can blame the drugs. Man, let's just work together and solve it, man. This is not cool. This is not good. You know, some people say that. You know, obviously, America never was great. They say, make America great again. America never was great. America has a lot of dark pockets of history, but America has so much beauty in it and so much beautiful potential. Like that potential we're talking about in Apple. What about just the potential of our nation to do better by its kids, by its elders, by the women, the women who do so much? of all races and backgrounds and everything else. Come on, man. We've got to do better as a nation. 
as a planet. I would like you to look up anything by the Dalai Lama, anything by Thich Nhat Hanh, anything by Martin Luther King, okay? Anything by Jack Cornfield with a K, all right? Anything by James Baldwin. Let's work hard to actualize a new peace within ourselves and let that peace radiate outward. I wish you nothing but the best this week. I wish you nothing but the best every week. Stay strong. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of Bishop Chronicles. Embrace nonviolence. Reach out to the people in your community. Let people that you care about know that you care about them. Have a fantastic week. This is FarsideTV.com. This is Sidelife Radio. This is the Bishop Chronicles. West Coast forever. Peace. Teacher, what style is that? You are now listening to the Bishop Chronicles. Bishop Chronicles. You must learn.